Hi there, I'm Willie Russo and you're listening to Interview with an Artist, the gallery edition. I'm coming to you from the land of the Gadigal and the Birribirigal people and I am forever grateful for their love and care for this beautiful country. When Sarah Bertels was at high school, the career guide books didn't have the right option for her. After winding through various arts positions, three years ago Sarah founded her business, Sarah Bertels Art and Advice. I liken Sarah's business to a gallery without a set location, but not an online gallery. Because the level of involvement Sarah goes into with both her artists and collectors is far beyond a straightforward online gallery. As you will hear, Sarah works very closely with her artists to ensure the opportunities she's presenting to them are A, furthering their career, and B, also matching their wishes. As for her collectors, Sarah speaks passionately about helping them uncover their taste. In today's episode, we talk about how Sarah moved from studying painting to founding Sarah Bertel's art and advice, how her business differs from other galleries and dealers' models, a recent pitch from an artist that caught her eye, the joy she gets from seeing her collector's tastes grow and diversify, and how her visit to an op shop turned into the one that didn't get away. It was an absolute joy speaking with Sarah. We laughed a great deal and I'm incredibly excited for what Sarah is bringing to artists and collectors alike. Before we get into the episode, one-on-one -on -one mentoring for May is open. So if you've been thinking about booking in, head on over to wilhelminarusso.com and secure your session there. If you haven't already subscribed to the newsletter, The Next Step, the newsletter helping you as an artist take the right next step in your practice, head on over to wilhelminarusso.com and subscribe there as well. And also, if you are Sydney-based, you are in luck. Audience with an Artist Live is back. We will be at the Cremorne Orpheum from May the 4th, talking to Ralph Hobbs from Nanda Hobbs, Nicole Kelly from Art House Gallery, and Ash Holmes, artist and founder of Harky House. Grab your friends, grab some tickets, and come along. Now, let's get into this episode with Sarah Bertels from Sarah Bertels Art and Advice. Sarah Bertels, when did you know you wanted to work in the arts? That is an excellent question. I was never very good at that question at high school when people would say, what do you want to do for a living? <laughs> my sister, um, I had three sisters, my sister, my younger sister, always knew exactly what she wanted to do, followed that career path and is still in it. I would say that my path has been a lot more winding, but I have always loved the arts and have always been quite a creative soul and a painter myself so I think it was always there it was just trying to find my spot in it all my niche. I'm going to ask you about your pathway in but before we get to that can you tell us about your business now? So my business is unique and that's what I love about it I created it it has an online platform so you can visit the website and look at artwork by artists, but it has a very personal component as well. So a lot of people reach out to me and if they're in Greater Sydney and clients, I'll visit them in their homes or their workspaces and we look at the artworks together in their spaces. They can preview them or if they've 
gone ahead and purchased it, then I help them go through the steps of installing. Otherwise, if they're remote or overseas, then I go through a lot of discussion. I guess there's a lot, what I'm aiming for is there's a lot more support there because my work in public galleries and in commercial galleries, I felt like there was sometimes a bit of a want or a lack where people who did want to be engaged with the arts, but didn't necessarily feel welcome. They didn't feel like they belonged. So I kind of want to be that access point to bring people in. How many artists are you working with at the moment? At the moment, it's roughly 12, but it can vary a little bit. So sometimes I do individual sourcing from artists or we work on short-term projects together. And in that individual sourcing, is that just like someone has come to you and said, I like this specific style and you go out and find an artwork in that and that may be an artist that is not represented by you? Is that what you mean by that? Yeah. So I get to know clients quite closely and their tastes and sometimes it's uncovering their tastes for them. So often clients aren't able to really put their own finger on what it is that they love, but I can help them define that and then bring artwork to them and say, oh, I think you'd really love this. Um, You know, let me introduce you to this artist. Um, What do you think of this? Um, And it may be that they have a particular space um, or a particular desire for an artist that isn't going to fit the rest of my clientele, but I know it's a perfect fit in this example. Yeah, so it's about bringing that together. Your business is coming on, is it coming on to three years old? Yes, yeah. Ooh, okay, let's go back to the how did we get <laughs> how did we get to the art advisory and consultancy from where you first started in the arts? So I did a Bachelor in Fine Arts in painting major and I loved it, but I grew up in a very practical family. My dad is a toolmaker, which is a specialised engineer, and it was always going to be, how are you going to make money from this? What are you going to do at the end of this? <laughs> so I became a teacher, high school teacher, did that for a few years. Whilst I could do it well, it, it just wasn't an easy fit. So then I went into public galleries. That was a better fit for me because I was working with original artwork. And that point of being able to engage people with original artwork, to talk with people and to draw out ideas was really exciting for me. So I loved that. And then we had four girls and that kept me quite busy for a while. Just a little. Just a (laughs) little. It still keeps me very busy. (laughs) Because you've got twins in there. So it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then I had this amazing opportunity to work in a commercial gallery as a gallery manager and it was like the lights just went on and it was amazing. All those times that people had asked me at high school, what do you want to be? What do you want to be? (laughs) I wish I'd been able to say, you know, work in a commercial gallery. Um, But that was never in any of the career books. Um, (laughs) You know, be an art dealer. (laughs) I just loved it from the get-go. I loved being able to interact with artists and talk to them about their work get to know their work and then really advocate for them and take that to the client because I knew what it was like to paint and I knew what it was like to create a work 
and the difficulty that sometimes come with having to talk about your own work and promote yourself. But I love doing it for other people. <laughs> yeah. And then I also love talking with clients and I love that there's quite a bit of psychology there, a lot of listening, a lot of getting to know people. And really what I love most of all is, is really helping people to uncover what it is they want for themselves and find connections that they love and works that they come back to time and time again that they just can't walk away from. And often I get texts from clients and they'll just text me at night time and they say, oh, we've just come home from holidays and we opened our front door and saw our painting and, and gosh, it's the best thing to come home to. <laughs> Oh, it's the best, it's the best client feedback, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and so working in someone else's commercial gallery, though, that wrapped up and you were like, crikey, what do I do now? Yeah. So that wrapped up sort of in line with COVID and then a lot of options just closed down. So obviously the commercial art scene across Sydney just really clamped down. And I was at a point where I was kind of like, what do I do? I felt like a lot of my options had dried up. But a lot of people had been saying to me for some time, you should open your own business, you should open your own business. But I wasn't convinced that a physical gallery in the Blue Mountains was the best option, just because of the population. And so with COVID on the horizon, having an online business was really very logical. And it also allowed me time to really nut out a very unique offering. And I think that's one of my strengths of the business is that I've never, ever tried to compete or be a tiny replica of inner city galleries. It's really looking at a gap that there is in the market and offering something completely different for artists and for clients. I'm offering a lot more personal service for clients and for artists. Yeah, there can definitely be a very transactional model in the commercial gallery space in terms of you go in as a collector, you buy a work, the minute you take that work out the door, the relationship's not over, but you're then contacted again next time that artist is showing. Yeah, and I think we need big galleries, but I think we need different models as well. Tell us a little bit how you work with your artists, the type of opportunities you think about for them and how that plays out. It's very organic, but it's a lot about getting to know the artist and what their strengths are. Part of how I get to know my artists are if they're in Greater Sydney, I like to do studio visits. So there's studio visits, visiting, seeing what their process is, just sitting and chatting with them, I guess observing, throwing opportunities to them and seeing how they respond. You know, things like, would you like to do live painting at this? Some artists will say, yes, I'll do it for four days. So... <laughs> I, that's Philip Edwards, he did that for me. Other artists will say, no, I'd prefer to melting to the floor. <laughs> um, but like an example would be in February, I did a release with Fiona Smith. That was actually scheduled to be a pop-up exhibition, a physical exhibition. But one thing that we had been talking a lot about through 2022 was that she wanted to slow down with her work. She's naturally quite a fast painter, but we both wanted her to be able to slow down so that she could spend more time with each work and just give it the time that it needed. And so we decided an online release gave us that flexibility of allowing the number of works to be flexible 
and also the date to be more flexible. And the other thing that we wanted to put more time and money into was a beautiful catalogue. And because Fiona is a beautiful writer as well, she has 30 years experience in as a journalist. And I know that so far in her career, she hasn't had a lot of photography of collections of work, bodies of work. And that was something that was on my heart for her that I wanted to see that added to her CV. So that was a gift that I wanted to make sure she received from this collection. And so we put more money and time into that. We made a beautiful video of her speaking about her work and I hired my photographer and we made a lovely video. And then we also made a beautiful catalogue and my photographer also did some gorgeous photography and we made sure we shot the collection as a body of work and Fiona did some beautiful writing. And we sent that to all the collectors and it will also be going out to previous purchases of her work. And so in that way, I guess it's not being stuck in traditional models of we have to do an exhibition, but looking at, right, what's the purpose of this and what are your goals as an artist and how can we achieve that together? And how was the slowing down, the bit of an increase, the focus on the work, the beautiful brochure? What was the result from all of that effort? It was wonderful. It was amazing. Yeah. I think the collection was really well received. We had a lot of people really excited. So I had a lot of people subscribe ready for the release. I had a lot of people wanting to buy before we opened. (laughs) And then when we did open sales, we sold eight out of nine works in half an hour. Um (laughs) That's so good. Congratulations. I also wanted to make sure it wasn't just about the sales. It was also that we really sent out each of those pieces with a really beautiful provenance with that catalogue and that we've got a really nice memory of that. And the video also has been seen very widely, I think over 8,000, 10,000 people that have watched it. So, yeah. She's really happy to. She was really pleased with the work, with the work that she produced. She was pleased that she'd had the opportunity to slow down because it can be hard when you've got galleries waiting for work because Fiona does have collectors waiting for work. And I just keep telling her, it's okay, they can wait, they can wait. (laughs) Yeah, a collector will wait, right? If they really want the work, they'll wait. So It's better to wait for a good work than to rush work you're not happy with. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. On that, so Fiona's obviously works with other galleries. I'm sure some of your other artists are working with other galleries. How do the galleries see you in the space of the whole kind of ecosystem? Yeah, I think I'm a little bit odd. Like that lady in the Blue Mountains. I mean, we see her around and she's lovely. Where is she? Who is she? Um, yeah, I, I, I try to make sure that I work with other galleries because I do see that we are an ecosystem or working together and no one gallery or art dealer can support an artist. So I think we all do have to work together and respect each other. But because I'm not your standard issue, that does make things a bit sometimes people aren't quite sure how to take me. Sometimes it's easier that way, right? Because I think it is. Because <laughs> I think I get I think it's it's a bit more flexible sometimes. My experience is that every gallery has a different take anyway. 
So even some of the more established galleries who you might assume because they've been around for longer would have stricter contracts. It's not the case. Sometimes they can be the more flexible ones. And I guess my artists are on the same page as me where honesty is really important. So we're just honest, we're open, and it's just a matter of negotiating so that everybody's aware of what's happening and nobody feels like they're getting undercut or anything. You attend art fairs and I'm wondering how do you decide on who comes to the art fair or does everyone get like one hit or how does that happen? It's a good question because last year I had less artists and I only did two art fairs so it was kind of like you either got Melbourne or Sydney and that was it, simple. (laughs) And some artists didn't want to do it so that was easy. This year I'm like, oh, it's a bit harder this year. I do retain curatorial control and I think that's really important. I think that's one of the strengths of my stands at fairs and I'm quite passionate about that. I think that's really important because it does make the stand um, visually attractive. It allows for the artworks to be seen in their strength. So I don't like to take artists who are too similar to each other. I like to have a mix of subject matter, a mix of scale, a mix of price point, that kind of thing, and give enough space on the walls too so works can breathe. And I guess I just trust that my artists know that I do have all their interests in heart and everybody will get a turn. It's kind of like what we say in our family, you know, you all get good things, you just don't get the same things. Oh, my God, we need to, like, speed dial to your daughters, right? The artists and your daughters can be having, like, counselling between each other. Of like, I don't think I get it right every time. I'm sure that one or two of my artists have been disappointed about missed opportunities. But, one, I guess that's maybe life. And, two, I hope that if that happens, they would approach me and, and we could chat it through and, and look to the future. Yeah, because I think that nobody's perfect. I feel like also you're you're very transparent with everyone that this is really organic. Although you come from the sector and the space, this is a new business for you. It's new ideas. It's a new way of operating for you. So like come with me on the journey and I will do the best I can for you. But no, there might be the odd hiccup along the way, which there is in every business, right? Yeah. And I think most galleries you talk to, whether big or small, new or old, there's always a story of an artist who has been disappointed that they got overlooked at some point. But I think as I grow, I probably need to get maybe a little less organic, a bit more structured. <laughs> I know. I will. But I've got to say, one thing that I've learned in business is that you have to just have a go. You've got to get in there because if you're always waiting for the perfect time, the perfect plan, the perfect moment, you're not going to do anything. Sometimes doing your best for now means you can do better next time. Next time. I <laughs> yeah. love that. I love that. Um, who's the latest artists you've brought into your suite of artists and how did you come across them? So I'm introducing an artist on my, <laughs> on my newsletter. So my subscribers always get to meet the artist first and see the new artworks first. So this is Zoe Sernak from Sydney. Interestingly, we sort of met probably a year or two ago 
I actually rented a, a gallery space from her when she was running a small gallery space. Yeah, and then we've kind of cycled back and she's starting to do more and more and more of her own work and less of that gallery space work. And I just kept seeing her work on Instagram pop up and I was like, yep, I'm really interested. So then just reached out, did a studio visit. It's really where I'm checking the vibe. Um, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, just to check we're on the same page. And I'd already sent through the contracts of how I work so that she had an idea of what the proposed contract was. And then it's gone from there. In terms of your number of artists, is there a number in your head that you go, okay, I think I could probably support 20 or is 12 the number? Like, is there a point where you think, okay, I'm full at that point? I think it depends a bit on how the team grows but at this point I I don't think it would be more than 20 yeah I think 20 would feel busy like I guess the amount of time that I do spend talking with each of my artists and thinking of opportunities so for instance for each art fair I talk about with each of my artists what kind of works are we going to produce, how many works, what sizes, and then we also might talk about, you know, okay, in terms of special promotion, what have you got for me? Do we need to book in a photographer or what What kind of angle are we looking at or do you want to do some sort of installation or do you want to do live painting or do you want to do this or let's think of this or let's look at this angle and that's just for one event in one year. So, no, I don't think I could do over 20. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. No, no, that's it. (laughs) What trends are you seeing with your collector base? Or are there any trends? I'm not really into trends. Okay, that's good. (laughs) That's That's a good way to be because they cycle through. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really do trends, but I get what you mean, like patterns. I guess the only trend would be that I think There were more frequent purchases during lockdown and then now since everybody's travelling again, the frequency of purchases has dropped a bit. But I would still say that the frequency has dropped a bit, but I would still say the value of purchases is still high. So people are still buying at that same value points and they're still engaged and interested but, yeah, maybe not as frequent. Finding artists and onboarding artists, are you starting to be approached daily by artists who want to join your suite? Or <laughs> you're like, yes, yes, I am. How do I deal with that? Or And so I, how do you deal with that? I do try to respond to all requests because I genuinely feel like somebody's put the energy in to reach out I try to respond with the same amount of energy that I feel has been put into the request (laughs) but it is getting harder to respond to them all um, because they're becoming more frequent and it is hard because a lot of artists don't fit my gallery and I guess if they can't see that they don't fit then it's very hard to explain that to someone. Has there been anyone that's approached via email that you've thought, 
they constructed that email well or they constructed that approach well, even though the artwork maybe isn't, but they had approached the approach well. Probably two. I'd say two. I'd say the pictures were good. And what were the things they had included in that? A clear PDF of recent work. So I don't generally like when people say, oh, just go look at my Instagram because I'm like, yeah, thanks. (laughs) Okay, bye. I'm gone. (laughs) And I guess a clear reason as to why they want to work with me because it is a team that I'm building and so I have a deep trust in my artists and I honour their work and I know that they trust me and they honour my work and even if this week perhaps there's no sale or next week there's no sale they know that I'm working 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 and they know at some point it's going to come through yeah so the pitch would need to be something along the lines of this is why I want to work with you and here are some examples of my work right here (laughs) with pricing with sizes (laughs) all in this lovely clear pdf (laughs) yes (laughs) and not too much you know like I don't need I don't need 100 pages (laughs) just give me your current work if I was to say yes what kind of work would I get and so yeah yeah and current because you know if you produce something eight years ago then it's not a good representation of what you're doing now. Other than obviously the artists you work with, where do you go to see great art? I love public galleries. I think having a public gallery background, I just love that anyone can walk in on any given day and see masterpieces. That excites me and I love taking my kids and I love dragging friends along and I love going to the MCA. I love going to the Art Gallery of New South Wales. I recently went down to the National Gallery in Canberra. So I do have a soft spot for public galleries and I used to work at the Penrith Regional Gallery. I also love that. I do think it's important for everybody to go to public galleries and to major institutions because it kind of lifts your horizon a little bit. If you're only looking at Australian artists, if you're only looking as a collector at your price point, sometimes I think it's really good to raise your horizon and just look at what's being created, you know, that there are artworks that have been created that aren't for sale and just look at what can be achieved on a, on a huge scale um, and what's been achieved throughout time as well. One thing I talk about with my collectors is getting your eye in and that it's really important to get your eye in. And it doesn't have to be a formal course you do. It can just be looking, 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 visiting, visiting, visiting galleries. How do collectors find you? So people that buy through me then suggest me to other people. Internet, they find me through the internet, through artists, a lot of word of mouth or through looking at one artist and then they join the newsletter and then begin to look at the other artists. So I just did a lovely delivery this week to a young couple in Sydney and they purchased a Darren White from me last year and then this year they've purchased a Ben Tankard and a Fiona Smith and that makes me really excited. (laughs) They're buying very widely across my artists and they haven't bought in a hurry. They've bought really when pieces have come up that they've been engaged with and I know that they've been reading 
the little bits that I've sent out because I'll mention little bits and I love to hear their stories back. And so for me, that's kind of like my dream client, you know, somebody that's coming on the journey with us. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. But yeah, and they are behind quite widely. So that's, that's lovely. Mm. Talk to us about the one that got away. <laughs> Whether it's I'm letting I'm letting people have either an artist or a specific artwork. Yeah. Uh, so I'll tell you one that got away and then one that didn't. Okay. <laughs> I love this. Okay, go, go. <laughs> So the one that got away would be when I was working at another commercial gallery and somebody just came in off the street, you know, they had a look at what we had and they were chatting away and then they said to me, oh, I've got some drawings at home. Would you be interested in buying some drawings? And I'm like, oh, I said, oh, yeah, what what drawings are they? (laughs) Thinking, what what have you got? (laughs) And he said, oh, the, you know, you know the lady, uh, lady artist. And I said, oh, which I said, do you remember her name? Narrow it down for me. <laughs> yeah. Narrow it down. And he said, oh, uh, it's three names. And I said, yep. Um, <laughs> anything more? And he goes, oh, Dell. And I said, oh, Dell Catherine Button. And he goes, yeah, I've got two. <laughs> and I went, what? What? I said, do you? And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in my head I was like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. You know, I would love to have the opportunity to see these. They were preliminary drawings. I'd love to see these drawings. And, wow, you know, imagine if I could have the opportunity to purchase because I'm a huge fan. And he was like, all right, all right, I'll bring them in next week. I'm coming in next Saturday and I'll bring them in and I'll show you. Never turned up. <laughs> and I called and I called and I called and never turned up. So oh, yeah. <laughs> this close. You I were know. this close. I know he was legitimate because he showed me photographs, but yeah. you know, he found another, found another taker. <laughs> Dang um, it. Okay, so that was the one yeah. that got away. Yeah. Tell us about the one that didn't. Uh the one that didn't, I so every now and then I I love hidden treasure. And so (laughs) if you've got a good eye, you can find things that other people overlook. So I just popped into Blackstone Vinnie's and I was just doing a scan of the artwork on the wall and I saw one and I went, right, yep, I'll take that one. That's, That's really good. And I went over and I picked it off the wall and it had the original um, catalogue in the back. And that's a really good provenance to have the original catalogue in the back. And I didn't recognise the artist's name, but it was Leonora Howlett and it was from Woolloomooloo Gallery. And I was like, okay, you know, substantial. And so I bought it, paid my $10. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Blackslands and Vinnie's. <laughs> yeah. Took it home, dusted it off, put it on the wall and enjoyed it, you know. And then a couple of years later, I visited Penrith Regional Gallery and they were having a, a show, a solo show for Leonora Howlett. And they had collected her work throughout the years. And one of them was from this catalogue. I knew it was from the same show because it had been done in the exact same framing and had similar colours. So it had come from the same body of work. So I was like, that's from the same body of work as my painting. Yeah. I love it. And you got it for 10 bucks and you enjoy it and it's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that's so good. One last question before I let you go. 
Mm. What are you excited for in 2023? I'm excited about my word for the year, which is team. And that's really where I'm heading this year is just really thinking more and more about how do we operate as a team at Sarah Bertel's Art and Advice? When we grow, how do we grow as a team? I want to see the artists, you know, interacting more and supporting each other more, seeing the collectors come in and feel like they're in a team. That really excites me that it's a community that we're building here. Sarah Bertels, thank you so much for joining us. It has been fabulous hearing more about how your business has come to be and how you work with artists. And I love how you are operating in the ecosystem as this kind of little anomaly, but who's doing such great things. So great speaking with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Willie. 